today's devotion is going to be about fasting. I think most who are listening to this know fasting is something from the Bible. Would say that it's important, maybe say something about how Jesus did it for 40 days in the wilderness, where he quoted scripture to the devil, but if we're honest, most of us, including myself, just pass over it after that. But fasting is to be done for a purpose, a God-centered biblical purpose. If it's not, it's a terrible self-centered experience. And when it's that way, all you can think about is trying to get it over with. And it becomes something where we're just only self-inflicting suffering and where we're only trying to impress God with our endurance. But that's not what fasting is about at all. I want to read two verses from Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 and 15, that I think really sums it up well. One day, the disciples of John the Baptist came to Jesus and asked him, Why don't your disciples fast like we do and the Pharisees do? And Jesus replied, Do wedding guests mourn while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. I think Jesus, here he he puts the whole context of fasting in one sentence, and it's found in the last part. So when the bridegroom's taken away, when he's no longer there, then they will fast. So it's almost like he's implying that there will be an ache in the heart of his people to fast for his return. An ache in the heart of his people for his presence to be with them. And I think that's the point. Or the need for fasting, for it to be a spiritual discipline in the lives of his followers. One of my favorite Bible teachers, super famous, John Piper, he he says this. He says, fasting is the physical exclamation point at the end of the sentence. A sentence that goes, I need you. I want you, Jesus. I long for you, Jesus. You're my treasure. I want more of you. His point is he's saying that fasting is the exclamation point at the end of all those sentences. You're my treasure. I want more of you. Exclamation point. When I think of it in that context, that is passion or desire is what comes to my mind. A longing for Jesus to come fill us, to fill us, fill our lives with his spirit. And that's at the heart of why we as followers would choose to fast on a regular basis, whether that's weekly or monthly, however, but, but regularly. It's at the core, it's at the core of our heart is that we need to ache for him more, that we want more of him, that we hunger for him. We want to put our stomach where our heart is. We passionately desire for his power to be realized in our lives. We long for the not yets to come to him. We fast for it. We fast for our marriages to be restored. We fast for our church to be unified. 
We long for the Spirit of the living God to bring dead men back to life. And with this, we we put that exclamation point at the end of our desires. You are more important to me than food! Exclamation point. John Piper also refers to fasting as an intensifier to our prayers. So picture this scenario. When your stomach growls, when your head aches, and your, your body's reminding you that it's hungry, you think, man, I'm hungry. And then your next thoughts, oh yeah, it's because I'm fasting today. But after that, if your next thought is, how much longer? Is this something almost over? Wrong motive, wrong purpose. And it's just a totally bad experience. But let's say on this day you're fasting for your wife. So all day long your stomach hurts. You get headaches. And you think, oh man, I'm really hungry. Oh yeah, it's because I'm fasting today for my wife. And you know what happens all day long? You're praying for your wife. And so the truth is, during a fast, man, I want to feel hunger because it only reminds me to pray. And then, when you think of it like that, your hunger serves you, and you're not serving your hunger. The goal is not to feel hungry and to suffer so that God will be impressed with you. The goal is to pray for my wife today. And that constant hunger reminds me to. Another important element to fasting in our lives is how it exposes the idolatries within us. So when those idols are taken away, when those comforts are removed, when food's taken away, what comes out of the heart? Is it panic? Is it anger, frustration? How about impatience or just pure selfishness? For me, it's sometimes a a need for distraction. Maybe I want to look at my phone and distract myself or watch more TV or just a desire to stay busy to distract myself. Or maybe for you it's the opposite. Maybe it's that desire to have nothing to do to just relax, that unattainable desire to relax. And the truth is, you can never get enough of it. You can never get enough distraction, you never get enough relaxation. And that's why it's really important for us to be honest with ourselves. We need to know what's at the bottom of this. And that's why during a fast, when these vital areas of our life are taken away, when food and comfort and all that's removed, who do we become? Think about Job in the Bible. When you read about him, you realize he's basically a good dude. However, when this God-enforced fast came and his health was removed, his possessions were taken, and his children were gone. Job said some things that were down deep in his heart that later he had to repent from. And so often in my life when when I choose to fast for a day or whatever, 
and those things that are deep down in there, those idols, they become exposed. And that's what I must repent from. So in all, I want for us to see these two reasons why fasting must be a spiritual discipline in our lives. As we follow Jesus, they need to be a number one, a positive expression, a desire and passion for God, that he will rule and reign in our lives, that we long and ache for him. But secondly, that it is a tool that we regularly use to search, to expose the hidden places in our hearts where idols are fighting to take his place. So let's pray. Father, thank you for this incredible tool of fasting. May our hearts be motivated to fast regularly. Will you let your desires be our desires? May our hearts passionately pursue you above all else. Will you reveal the hidden idols in our lives that we need to destroy? May you give us the courage to control our bodies in obedience to you, but also to control our bodies for you. You don't need our offerings. You don't need our sacrifices. However, you call us to leave everything we have and to follow you. Will you help us follow you? So may we fast for our coming king, our groom. 